Hi guys, my name is Evelyn Omboe and this is the Human Interest Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a space where we get to hear stories about people, why they do what they do, and about life, successes, losses, challenges, and lessons. If you're an oldie but goodie, I'm so sorry for dropping the ball. Long time no pod, I know. But thanks to all those who reached out and tried to find out if all was well, I really appreciate it. Okay. So June 16th was both the International Day of the African Child and Father's Day. Two days I want to reference in today's episode as I document my experience covering Tropical Cyclone Idai. Honestly, one of the worst tropical cyclones on record to affect Africa and the Southern Hemisphere. It caused catastrophic damage in Mozambique, where I was for about a month, Zimbabwe and Malawi, that left more than a thousand people dead, thousands more missing and more displaced. I, I was there when I saw uh, in, in, uh, in Zambezia in 2015, but Zambezia was nothing compared to what I've seen here. I mean, uh, the death toll is just obscene. That is Laisi Manjate, my colleague at Plan International Mozambique, who helped me with documenting stories and translations during the one month I stayed in Mozambique after the cyclone. Even even on the other side, where we were trying to go, that's why we're fighting so hard to open the access way, because we're having people come in to the accommodation center to tell us so-and-so has died, so-and-so has died. Various occasions, people come in to tell us that a body was here after the water had gone out, and what it, it had already... Basically, the body had gone, so they just had to open a, open a hole and just dump the body. Yeah, the smell was just horrific. Devastating. Yeah, devastating, and that's why we saw a necessity. Basically, we got a few people from the community. We got the the axes and so forth said, hey, let's go, let's open a way. We have to get things to the other side. Laisi was also one of the first people on the ground and who, together with his colleagues, both at Plan and other organizations and government, used boats to save people when the roads were washed away. You'll hear a lot of him either translating and or telling his own experience, like the day he was forced to choose between saving a child and the father. During the rescue within the river basin, you would find people on some and rooftops. Uh, for example, where in uh, in Buzi, uh, in a building like this, you would find people on top. Uh, we even have pictures that we took of people on top of rooftops on the boat. Uh, you would find certain people within a tree that are there, and you have to find uh, the boat would have to try to curve around to try to get to that person. And you'll say, okay, this boat won't pass through here, so what am I going to do? And luckily the boat pilots were very experienced where, okay, no, we won't come this way, we'll come around to the other side. So it was, it was very, and even at the river basin, uh, when, you, when we're already coming up river to try to get to Estaquinha, you would see people on the sides and the boat didn't have enough space. Some people had to be left that day and you, if there was enough fuel and if the day wasn't too dark, some of the, some of these issues had to be escalated to the next day where luckily enough you'd get there and you'll find the people there so it's it's one of those things that uh, it was a very touchy situation to where you have to make a decision on point and you felt okay I didn't do enough today you did enough but it was one of those issues. Do you have like a specific case that really stood out to you? Or that, or that maybe a family or a person that you rescued or you didn't? <laughs> Various that I, I was trying to block out. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just a few issues that I tried to block out. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I was happy to see a family that uh, 
the child the day before we took the child uh, in terms of the parent had to stay. Uh, the, the father, and unfortunately, it was one of those things that you saw it, you said, okay, these women, these children, I'm seeing this guy here, but his kid, I said, uh, we can take your kid. One of these ladies will care for him and you're strong enough, you'll be able to survive until later on if so it was one of those things that gut-wrenching as much as it was to take somebody away from their child but he had better chances of survival as a grown adult than this child it was a small kid and there were women already in the boat that could care for him i saw that as it was gut-wrenching for me as a dad that i wouldn't want that but it's one of those decisions that had to be made it was it was one of those issues that touched me there a little bit <laughs> That 16-year-old Luisa Paolo, she went to stay with her grandfather so she would be able to go to school. And when the cyclone hit, she was alone with her grandfather in their small home. She's explaining that the neighbors told her to leave and her grandfather can't walk. So her grandfather just instructed her to run, leave the house and just go somewhere where you can climb up on the rooftop of a house because that house was already flooded. She says the water was already up to getting to her neck. She's just describing exactly what happened. She says, I was scared, I was, I was sad because I couldn't, I couldn't swim. The water was to, it was to a level. Luisa Paolo's grandfather drowned in the floods. The neighbors could only assist, save one person. And so the grandfather chose to save Luisa. We need our guide. Yeah, this is, this is a delicate situation. Yeah. This lady just found out now that she lost her husband during the, during the floods. It's only, now, it's only now that she just found out that she lost her husband. That's Amela. She's 20 years old. She's a wife and a mother of three children, including a three-week-old baby then. Find out. Somebody in Boozy came with the information from Boozy that her husband was lost within the, the floods. She's getting the information now. That is why she's distraught as she is. As we discuss her story, she's standing there with her three-week-old baby girl, Christina, gazing into nothingness. No tears, visibly shocked. When the cyclone landed in their home, her baby girl was just two days old. She was in the house. This is Amela now. She was in the house with her newborn baby, her two eldest children, her husband and sister-in-law. And when the cyclone landed, they all ran in different directions, with Amela only carrying her newborn child with her. When the waters became too strong for her, because she tried to walk through the waters, she had, she was forced to climb up a tree where she stayed for three days before Laisi and his team arrived with the boats. In English, oh, my English is very short. Sorry. She lost everything from the trees. She was in the trees for three days before being rescued with her newborn baby. And uh, they separated with her family. She had, basically, she came here with nothing. Everything was lost there. All she was thinking about at the moment was saving her and the baby. How old are the other babies and, and where are they? Uh, the, 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 the boy has six and the girl has uh, four years old. And does she know where they are now? Sabe onde estão? Sim, tem cinco anos. 
in a place in a community called Singwana with uh, the sister of uh, of the husband. Yeah. Oh, so they're okay. They're okay, okay. yes. It's, it's, it's very sad here. It's just I, I can see. Husband. I can yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, we also have some ethics here. Mm. If she doesn't manage to talk, yes. to talk. It's I fine. know the story already. Yeah. I can tell you the story. Exactly. Okay. All right? Yeah. We commemorate this year's International Day of the African Child with such children in mind. The theme this year emphasizes the importance of putting children's rights first in any humanitarian action in Africa. A timely theme that recognizes children in Africa endure the most consequences of humanitarian disasters and crisis. And in turn, all stakeholders need to put children first in their interventions. Today's episode also celebrates the fathers and father figures who died while saving their families. May their selflessness and sacrifice never be forgotten. You've been listening to the Human Interest Podcast and honestly, that was now one of the hardest stories I've done in recent days. I have really struggled with how to package the story and... Honestly, the reason why it has taken so long before I released a pod, because I didn't want to release an episode before letting this out, but I really struggled with how to package the story, uh, taking care of ethical concerns and still making sure that the story comes out as raw and as real as it was. And I know a lot of the ethical issues actually leaked through the episode, but I guess this was just one of those hard stories that had to be told. The Human Interest Podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, all of your favorite apps. So subscribe, comment, let me know what you think about this story and also share the podcast with your friends and family so more people can find and enjoy the podcast. See you next week. We're back. Mm-hmm.